0: This is Nick. You're listening to Nick Flanagan Weekly. I'm Nick with the last name of the name of the show. I'm looking at my desktop. It's too messy. I want to change it. But where do you start? You know what I'm saying? Not important. Hi, thank you for listening. This is an episode of the podcast. It feels like it's been forever. Feels like lots has gone on in the world, even in the last half hour. I'm going to do a solo episode ASAP. Uh, possibly will come out before the episode you're listening to right now. So we'll get in it. Suffice it to say, has my life changed that much? Maybe not. But has this uh, coronavirus thing kind of uh, escalated? Yeah. I mean, the NBA has suspended their games. Uh, Europe tra- European travel has been canceled in, by the, in the U.S., And here I am in my room and there's just a cat over there. And, you know, that's fine by me. But look, I talked this very day to somebody I really respect who I actually used to live in the basement of her home with her husband and children. And her name is Una Duncan. And she is somebody who is a fitness trainer. My friend... Sarah Hennessy and her friend Shannon connected me to Una when I was a wandering nomad, just living where I could live, trying to live close to my parents' house because my dad was sick, and I uh, wound up in this basement apartment paying a very fair rent, and Una was a personal trainer who was um going to the park behind the house with her group and doing this kind of mom boot camp thing that was really impressive and then i've been getting emailers she's been sending these great newsletters for years and years in la i'd get them and they'd she was just really enthusiastic and really working hard on top of that she was always about people's health Uh, and happiness above trying to sell you anything. So I've always appreciated Una's stuff, and she wound up writing a book uh, called Healthy as Fuck. That's right. There's an asterisk over the U, but it's healthy as fuck. Let's be real. And it's an extension of her Fit Feels Good program and website and Facebook group. So you can go to fitfeelsgood.com or .ca to check that out. She gives all the info also in her interview. And uh, yeah, we, we get into a lot of the ethos of this book, which I've read and I can say is a really great um, way of feeling capable of doing exercise, meditation, eating right, It's encouraging, it's tough, but not too tough, it's empathetic, um, and it's practical. And it, it definitely twists the whole idea of going on a diet away, and I've never been someone who's worked well on a diet, so it's great that I can just use the approaches that she offers in this. Okay, look. I'm just going to speed along into the interview. This is Una Duncan. Get her book, Healthy as Fuck, and here's a chat I had with her. Oh, and before I actually bring the interview all the way in, I want to let you know that we did talk over Skype type of thing, Zoom actually, and uh, I hope the audio is good enough. And uh, some things were falling around, so you might hear that. Look, you're going to get the classic room noises thing that i'd like to think i bring to the podcast and uh yeah una was in um nicaragua well i spoke to her so that's her life she gets to be in nicaragua and i just get to be nick all right here's the interview how are you
1: i'm good i'm good i'm a little bit flustered because um Got to not, uh, Nicaragua, they don't do daylight savings time, couldn't figure out what time it was at home, then oh my, my uh, power went out, and then, but before that I realized I have no internet. Anyway, so I'm a little like, and then oh we had to rent a God. car in order to get to an internet cafe, and then they didn't take kids, so I had to get my husband to take my kids somewhere. Jeez. So it's been a, it's it's fine now. I'm, I'm chill now, but an hour ago I was tearing my hair up. Well, say hi to the fam. I will, for sure. Okay. So
0: I guess we can just keep talking because I'm recording this. Yeah, let's do it. This is so fun. Uh, (laughs) I'm already having so much fun. Una, Duncan, you're in Nicaragua taking the time out of your day to talk to me. And I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. I, I guess you haven't listened to the podcast before, but you know, you might get homesick and this is a great Toronto podcast.
1: Busted, and yes, I I can see that. that will make me want to get on the next plane and get home.
0: (laughs) Didn't you just get to Nicaragua? Pretty much, yeah. From Toronto?
1: From Mexico, actually. I had a four-country travel day. I had to go Mexico to the U.S., to Costa Rica, and then walk across the border to Nicaragua.
0: Okay, you got to tell me why. Is this a show of solidarity?
1: (laughs) No, it seems that there aren't many flights from Mexico to Nicaragua. And mm. my family was coming from Toronto and yes. there's, it's easier to get flights into Costa Rica. So then you get someone to walk you across the border.
0: And because it's a small border, they basically know the people at the customs. Yeah. yeah Cause I experienced that in um, Detroit actually once when I was going over the Windsor Detroit uh, border and like the yeah. bus looked really annoying. There was a cab driver who was like, just come with me, it'll be fine. And I was like, I'm going to go over the border with a cat. This is crazy. And then I did, and it was really chill.
1: Oh, that's yeah. a refreshing experience at an American border. Well, you Usually they're not known for their chill.
0: No, they're not. <laughs> and especially the car ones, you know?
1: No. Those ones,
0: they're extra no. weird.
1: I think uh, they actually select all the... Um, biggest assholes from every high school and then just get them to have a reunion there at the border.
0: (laughs) Right. Like, like, guess
1: what? You can fuck up people's cars. You can look in their phones.
0: (laughs) I wonder if that ever happened where like you're going through the border and you look up and it's your bully from high school. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Cause that's where they meet right in the border. See what I said when I told you what this podcast was like, it's like suddenly we're here to talk (laughs) about deep health and, uh, I just want to talk about like right now, the main thing I want to do is ask you if you've seen the TV show about border patrol. No, it's like, actually there's, I think there's one about us border patrol, but the one I've seen is one about Canadian customs. Okay. Which, you know, I don't know if you have friends from the U S, but I guess you do probably. I guess. <laughs> but, uh, vote of
1: confidence.
0: <laughs> but I don't know as time as, during the period I lived in your basement. I did not, Seeing these americans any
1: any americans (laughs) it's true i kept them hidden from you
0: well i mean more so i was kept hidden from you (laughs) there's a
1: little bit of that too (laughs) but you know what your bathroom had a heated floor i know well nothing but the best for our basement dwellers yes i appreciated that there was also
0: an unfortunate flood that had nothing to do with you but thank you the torrential rain pour
1: yeah that's right yeah you got to swim out of our basement that was crazy it was crazy i was like in there and
0: i'm like oh no it's raining and then suddenly (laughs) you know i'm in like the worst kind of when you're taking a shower you know and the thing's stuck and your legs just just your feet are in water
1: I remember because we started getting texts from uh, Nick saying that our basement's flooding. And I was like, Nick, stop being such a fucking princess. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> it was actually that you were living in a swimming pool. I am a
0: princess, you know. Yeah. Only the finest brie for me.
1: <laughs> and heated floors and dry I mean, twi- basements.
0: <laughs> <laughs> look at my background here. I've got a headshot of myself, which I uh-huh. assume you also have somewhere in one of your.
1: Oh, for sure. From Triple a past, batted, framed.
0: Yeah, past life as you were an actor.
1: I was. Do you I feel me actor.
0: tiptoeing into the topicality here? Is that actually <laughs> the subject? I feel
1: it. I'm this. feeling it. I
0: actually really appreciate you um, taking the time to do it, this podcast because uh, it seems like you have a crazy schedule that involves some leisure. And yes. I'll get into why that is, why mm-hmm. I think that is, or you can get into why that is in a second, but uh, you have a crazy schedule. Let's face it, you just told me you were in four different countries or something, and that yeah. your family's coming from here, and now you're in Nicaragua, and we're in the amidst this pandemic scare, and uh, totally. travel's a crazy thing. Um, yep. Luckily, Latin America is a little better. Is that true?
1: Yeah, I don't think there's been any cases yet in Nicaragua, only one in Mexico. And one of the big rumors about the virus is that it doesn't really like hot environments, and it's, you know, 30-something degrees here, so... I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. Although both. San del Sur is a big port for cruise ships. So right. there is some, definitely some concern about that. Do
0: you, um, as a, uh, would you call yourself a health professional or a fitness professional?
1: Do you know what the name I invented for myself? Because I do a lot of TV expert stuff and now I have them introduce me as a feel good expert. I love that
0: you know I really that. that is
1: the ultimate point it is yeah. both the destination and the journey so
0: yeah, I, I, totally and 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 uh that's something about your book which i literally just finished like i used this last time to to, to finish and uh it's great it's so awesome but it's uh it's happiness it's really happiness oriented and i i mean i don't want to name names and do like a negative Nancy kind of like, Oh, this person's bad, but you're great. But I mean, I just think that you try hard to make a distinction. Like basically you're like, don't spend money on me unless it's this book or Mm -hmm. the program or me as a coach or, you know, uh, and don't, uh, buy food that I'm telling you to buy basically on in a branded manner or, you know, Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a recent person who lives near me, I think, who and you we are, we deliver each other but uh, who seems to be some sort of an expert on diets, even though they're just a child of some sort of <laughs> university professor and uh, I think it's really, really dangerous when people get presented as deep experts, you know and like you cite studies, you do all this stuff, but I think in the book, but that's almost secondary in uh, it, to, to what what your core tenants are in the book you know yeah for sure i, for I sure it. and i thought your book healthy as fuck available in bookstores everywhere ripping up the charts uh yeah. uh how, how's it doing you told me oh it's my doing gosh. amazing it is it's
1: doing amazing well it's done. yeah no it's all right it's um it's killing in mm-hmm. canada and um so it's it's debuted on number one on the bestsellers list in the Globe and mail and it's sort of been popping on and off the bestseller list and it just was released in the UK, Australia, New Zealand. And it's doing really there well there mm-hmm. as well, which is great because I've had absolutely no publicity or anything like that. So it's mm-hmm. just uh, doing well sort of in an organic way. But it didn't perform as expected at all in the U.S. And so right now, so my U.S. publisher is looking into it going, what the hell? This is really killing in other markets. And mm-hmm. what they've determined is that there's something either about the cover or the title that Americans just don't like.
0: Well, that's a good. That you know, I mean, I don't. I'm not here to fucking rain rain on any any parade. I'm here to start the parade. All right, all right. You're We're the having promotor. an Oona parade, and yeah. I'm, I'm the ringmaster today. Like you are sitting on the float. Waver. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. But um, I have no idea. I mean, you know, it's just uh, this. That country is very unpredictable right now. You know, very right. hard. It, it's like hard to understand. And then I feel like whenever something happens in the U.S., like you suddenly go, "Oh, like that's why." You, you know what I mean? Like there's, like as soon as it reveals itself, you're like, "Oh!" But for a long time, just I don't get it. Like, <gasps> I mean, you know, right now I'm experiencing that feeling. Are you? What's, what's what? What do you have going primaries. on? Democratic primaries very confusing um, to me. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. And I think yeah. that.
0: In general, with the U.S., I mean, like, the countries that you mentioned, uh, and Canada as well, I think that we have a pragmatism and sometimes a lack of guile. I'll Hmm. put it that way. Hmm. You know, the industriousness of Americans is, it's literally industry-related. You know, that's in the name. That's something that they are, and that means creating industries. And, like, I think that you're actually creating your own industry in a sense which is like mm-hmm. the responsible fitness self-care actually. yeah yeah and 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 trainer who's also geared towards um parents and and uh uh not necessarily older people but you know but at the same time hopefully what you're saying is like resonant with 20 year olds who are listening to jag little pill for the first time because <laughs> i feel like maybe i'm just trying to say that you're, you're trying to, you're, you're, you're geared somewhat to people who know what the album Jagged Little Bill
1: is. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I'm talking to my people and my
0: people, like, but I, I think I that's a broad, up. a broad amount, you know, and, and anyway, I just think Americans, maybe unless they feel about like how they can spin it or something, it's, it, it's harder to sort of, for them to get their their grimy little paws on it <laughs> maybe also they're downloading it from napster you know mm. like I, I think there's a million opportunities and you know what Here's what? my prediction slow burn could, could be great in the u.s could be. yeah could Can be great in the her. u.s i think yeah? it's it's just and, and you know your publisher's got a concern plus but you're also killing it so like whatever right.
1: Totally, totally. So it's one of those things that like, you know, there's the short story and the long story. When I run into my ex at the grocery store and he asks me, how's it going? The answer is, it's great. Mm. When I go have four beers with my friends and they say, how's it going? I'm going to say, <laughs> well, <laughs> there's been some humbling moments. Yeah, but, I, oh, you know, yeah.
0: I'm exactly the same way, and um, except probably much more quick to... Uh, um, I'm not even going to say it's killing it. Anything I'm doing is killing it anywhere. I'm just going to start with the thing where I go, but I have a boil on my elbow. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, enough that you start a sentence with, but, you know, like when people ask you how you're doing, but.
1: um, (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, can I, will you allow me a segue to a teachable moment here? Yes. Okay. All your
0: teachable moments. This This is is free. This is what I write about. (laughs) You know, I just wanted to trick you into free training.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. So this is what I write about in my book. You know, most of us look in the mirror and we see, oh, come on, like, what's this this hunk of fat over my bra and look at mm. my belly and blah, blah, blah. But if we can start training our minds to be like, oh my gosh, like, sure, I've gained weight, but look how amazing my boobs look now. And oh right. my gosh, look at my legs when I wear high heels or whatever. We've got to start training ourselves to see the good. Yeah. So it's like when someone says, how's it going? And I find, I don't know if this is especially women, maybe you can weigh in on this, but I find that, you know, when when women sit down together and they're like, how are you? They'll immediately go into, oh, you know, I've got this problem, that problem. The conversations today tend to be an exchange of grievances and problems and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I know that's, you know, us trying to connect. You know, they always say in relationships, like don't try and fix your your woman's problem. She's just trying to connect with you. You Have you heard that relationship advice before?
0: Of course, yeah. I just want to be heard.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so maybe that's that's just women connecting. But I'm like, we gotta stop with the, always focusing on what needs to be fixed and what the problems are, because really we're just training ourselves to find more problems and more unhappiness.
0: I, I think that there's a big element to that, and you know I, I I'm like super into radical acceptance as they call it. Yeah. But, but I'm not particularly into radical honesty because I think that a lot of us are not um, built. Built for that and I think it awesome also is very much radical negativity if you're not careful, yeah. you know, yeah like and ra- and just sort of like a means of pouring your Projecting pouring your problems onto someone else if you're doing that, you know And that's not to say you have a lot of tough love that you bring up in the book, you know yeah. you, you, it's, it's not about It's what you're saying is you can fail but the most important thing is to do it again and to realize you didn't even fail when you thought you were failing because totally. you were already thinking about getting back on the horse. You know, right?
1: Like, I mean, yeah. There's a chapter that's uh, you know, if you can't do anything right, do it totally half-ass. Yes, and I, that, think- I
0: love that too.
1: Because yeah. we've all got this really strong ego that wants to be perceived as the one who's like, you know, and I hear this all the time that's such fucking macho bullshit when people are like, if I can't do something right, I don't do it at all. Or I'm an all or nothing kind of person, which is really just accepting. Yeah. It's a way of giving yourself a great excuse to do nothing. And make yeah. it sound like, it's, oh, well, I have such high standards for myself. No, you're full of shit. You have the lowest <laughs> possible standard that you allow yourself to do fucking nothing. Yeah. So really, because it's so much more powerful to get up and do some shitty ass workout than say, roll over and say, Oh, if I can't do it right. If I can't do my full five K run, I'm not going to bother.
0: Yeah. 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 And, and that's uh, something I I really liked. And I try to remember because in the winter in there's just as a parent, you know, there's so many moments where you kind of can feel things slipping away. Not think when I say things, time is mainly Mm -hmm. what I mean, because that's, something you talk about again a lot in the book is just like time is one of the largest uh, most common excuses anybody totally would this. ever have yep. where it just says yeah. you know well everyone told me that my adrenaline doesn't kick in and I don't start burning cows oh, until yeah, 25 yeah. minutes in on yeah. the elliptical or you know and the and the truth is every time you're moving or able to move that's something, that's activity of some
1: sort, you know? Totally, And most of our calories are are burnt through uh, what's called NEAT, which stands for non-activity, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So just, Mm -hmm. you know, eating, breathing, digesting, all these things burn calories. And the thing is that you it's impossible to burn off food. This is this kind of old Weight Watchers mentality that you kind of eat a certain amount and then you burn a certain amount off. And really, if you, time is your problem, it is so much more efficient to just freaking not eat the extra calories in the first place. Mm-hmm. It actually takes less time. So Right? right? So, and I'm saying so often, it's you don't need more time. You just need better habits. But yeah, you
0: talk about the four habits. Uh, again, it's 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 the simplicity of the book that I just appreciated so much because that's what i can wrap my head around is simple stuff and telling oh, totally yeah like yeah and telling me what to do but yeah but not in a way like i need literally to be told get up right now yeah. you know like
1: right like, right now don't do it yeah well um, in structuring the book, you know, this is the part one is called get your head out of your ass. And this is all the mindset stuff that mm-hmm. no one freaking does when they when they try and lose weight. They want to go immediately to, okay, what's the plan? What's the plan? And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, before you do any kind of plan, you need to figure out exactly what it is that you want, why you want it, and realize that maybe you don't actually want it. So that's the whole mindset stuff. Then part two is just like what you're saying. It's called, just tell me what the fuck to do to get skinny already. And that's where I go through the seven habits of highly healthy motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. And it really is like, just do these seven things because there's so much information out there about, you know, self-care and how to get fit, and blah, 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 blah. And if you did all the shit that we're supposed to do, it would be your full-time freaking job. Yeah. You know, you've got to meditate. You've got to take the, watch your posture, do your breathing, do your journaling, and then take your vitamins and then yeah. you get blah, 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 blah. So then stretch, but then don't stretch, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, honestly. So I'm like, actually, let's talk about the 20% effort that gives you the 80% of your results. And it's mm-hmm. these, seven things so just fucking do these seven things
0: and something that i don't know if you you don't explicitly say it in the book and and uh but i do think it's it's probably a vital part and i think moms have an easier time with this because you're basically forced into it but is as soon as you get up do do something you're one of the things that's on the list you should do whether it's meditating exercising Mm -hmm. Um,
1: food prep if you want to get lean then prepping your meals in advance is probably the best use of your time Mm -hmm. so when people are like i don't have enough time and i'm like and they're spending an hour a day working out i'm like hey dude ditch one of those hours of workouts and instead spend it on food prep and you're going to get much better results but absolutely whatever you do do it first thing like it needs (laughs) to be the first thing you do prioritize before anything else because everybody else who's like oh, poor me, you know, I'd love to take care of myself, but I don't have the time. I mean, we all have the same amount of fucking time. It's just we all have very different priorities.
0: So as a trainer and as someone who takes on -on one-on-one clients, you know, and also has had groups, you know, I used to always see you in the park with... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you still still taking everyone out into the
1: park? No, you know what? And I I don't do any one-on-ones anymore. I don't have any groups. I'm entirely online wow um, you know doing writing speaking podcasts so where can they find
0: you by the way let's just get wow, right in let's middle.
1: just do it yeah, yeah. at fitfeelsgood.com
0: fitfeelsgood.com
1: Fit no.ca i've got both nice.
0: yeah.
1: so you can go to fitfeelsgood.com, and you know what uh nick's lovely listeners go when you go to fitfeelsgood.com there's a thing that says free shit so go and get my free shit. There's a yeah. meal prep power hour. I teach you how to prep a week's worth of healthy meals in one hour. I tell you the psychology behind snacking. If you feel like you're snacking too much and doing it unconsciously, I'll help you break that habit loop. What else? Mm. There's a free chapter of my book. You can sign up for that. Anyway, there's tons of free shit on my site. So go grab it.
0: Yesterday, I had a very stressful uh, period of time before about 4 p.m. and Okay. Maybe- no, 2 Whatever time it was, it was before I'd left the house. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Because just to give you some context, in 2018, uh, no 2016, give me a second here, 20, I'm two, just about two years ago. Okay. 2018, I returned from Los Angeles. Okay. Where I had gone uh, to spend about a year and a half, I was on a visa. Okay. I returned all busted up. Mm. And, Physically
1: uh, or emotionally? or
0: Probably both okay. a little bit. And um, I moved back in. I'm at my mom's house right now. This okay. is my room. Awesome. Her house. Mm-hmm. My sister had been living here before. So it's not that crazy. My dad had passed away in 2015, late 2015. Oh, so okay. then I moved right to LA. It's always a good combo.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's just take those feelings and put them on a plane.
0: Yeah, I was watching Rock of Love bus yesterday, and uh, the same thing happened to one of the uh, gals on the bus. So Mm -hmm. I identified with her. My my point is that uh, I I was all messed up, and my friend was taking me out exercising,
2: actually. I had a
0: friend who really walked me through everything. He even drove me to, like, a hospital to, like, get everything sorted out like early there yeah it was and this same friend would pick me up and drop me off uh at planet fitness take me to his planet fitness this was before covid was very dangerous because i think planet fitness is not
1: maybe the cleanest gym yeah
0: maybe yeah but no i loved going there it was great they had tootsie rolls
1: I mean, oh I know Planet <laughs> Fitness is like legendary in the fitness community. Yeah. And do, yeah, don't they only have like pizza day and stuff like that?
0: I think they do have pizza day, but yeah. I never took advantage.
1: Okay. Um I guess what
0: I'm saying and this is is he really helped me out? He had to do a lot to get me out. No, I think yeah. that that's that's an element of uh mental health that's such a tough thing to merge with um the wellness industry sometimes and probably personal training even more so you know yeah. when you push somebody because that's your job is to make sure people do what it is they want to do to tell them that, am i correct yeah. there
1: yeah no you absolutely know, yeah. like
0: you're basically trying to like push them into the happiness that they say they want Yeah, and for sure. how do you mitigate that you know like you talk so much about uh you know, being able to view um, small victories as small. But in the book, you also say, uh, as victories, nonetheless. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but in the book, you also say, but don't do this for like ever if you want more
1: than this. Mm-hmm. If you want more than this, right, you know? this. exactly. Yeah, you are going to have to, uh, you know, apply the principle of progressive overload mm-hmm. in order to see the results you want to see. However, as a placeholder on those days when you just can't, do the full extent of the habit that you intend Mm. to do you still want to do what i call a small win and there's three reasons behind that one so i talk about the psychology of creating a habit loop and every time so there's the trigger let's say it's 6 a.m there's the behavior let's say it's go for a run and then you've got the reward which would be uh, feelings of self-satisfaction exercise induced endorphins whatever five dollars Whatever. Yeah. However you reward yourself. So let's say one morning you wake up and you're like, hell no, I've got a cold or I'm sore or I just you know, didn't sleep or whatever. So on that day, what you got to do is put on your runners and go for a walk around the block, which seems like total bullshit. However, what you're doing is you're reinforcing that habit loop. And every time you reinforce it, Then and reward yourself. You still have to reward yourself every time you do that. You are moving towards that being an automatic habit where you don't have to think about it. And this is where I want people to get to because there's, I really believe, there's so much brain space being wasted on what should I eat? What should I? What should my workouts be? Am I fat? Am I fit? Like all this shit that's going on in so many people's brains all the time. And instead, if we can just automate this and make it so we've got general healthy habits and then we can use that brain space for more important shit, then we will make us happy.
0: Yeah, unconscious... Uh unconscious good behavior is is really right. helpful
1: this is where you want to go well habits run about 45 percent of our lives whether we realize it or not mm-hmm. so the idea is let's let's make those good habits that are actually serving us so that we can you know live our lives in a more healthy way and don't have to spend so much brain space on it and also when you do those small wins you are reinforcing your identity as someone who does this mm-hmm. which is really critical because right now people everyone is fucking saying oh no, like my keto thing isn't a diet, it's a lifestyle. whether or not keto is a diet or a lifestyle really depends on the person saying it. If it is part of their identity, that is Mm -hmm. when it becomes an actual lifestyle. So it's like, you know, if you have a vegan, okay, vegan is never, you're never going to hear them say, well, things are just crazy at work right now. So I'm just going to eat meat until things die down. Mm -hmm. Like you never freaking say that. That is how you know. It is not a diet. It's a lifestyle. It's part of their identity. It's who they are. So that's why another reason why those small wins are so critical because they reinforce that identity that you are someone who does this shit no matter what
0: but if you're someone who identifies i am a vegan who sometimes because i work somewhere that does not have vegan options will have that food because it's free and i love deals (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's a different identity, I would that's say.
0: That's what I'm saying. That's, yeah, that's the deal's that's identity. Yeah,
1: that is the I eat whatever is fucking free identity. Actually, I used to have that. Freegan, identity. they oh, call it. Freegan, yes. Yeah. I used to do that. I was an, as you mentioned, I was an actor. Yes. Can actors be freegans. Of
0: course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you know, what are you going to do? Peel the prosciutto off the, off the melon <laughs> <laughs> every time they hand you that at the big party? No way. <laughs> Not you know. freegans not freegan's that's so funny freegan's yeah that was when i was in bands freeganism it involved dumpsters a lot of the time the the, that freeganism you know was more like a food sustainability and actually you talk about that in the book you mentioned wasting food and and your take on wasting food is kind of interesting to me because Mm. your your view of it is almost like even if you eat the food
1: you're basically still wasting the food because you didn't need the food Exactly. It is a waste by definition of being too much other than what is needed. So, yeah. So, I tell people, I'm like, if you have eaten enough that you are 80% full, Mm -hmm. then you either save it or you throw it the fuck out. Right. Like, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, kid food all the time. Parents will eat the shit that their kids didn't eat. and Gerber's. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> or like, you know, their kids, I don't know, whatever. No, lunches. you
0: said mac and cheese in the book, mac and and, and I think that's a great example, because that's like literally the tastiest, most oh comforting God. thing, especially
1: for Canadians, I think. <laughs> that's right, that's right. You know. And parents would never make it for themselves, they're like, please, I'm a healthy eater. However, when their kid eats, leaves half of it on their plate, the parent's like, oh, I didn't want to waste it. So here's the thing, it's a waste by the fact that it's too much, nobody wants to eat it. You can save it for later for the kid to eat, or... Chuck it, and mm-hmm. then if someone says if, if people say, I don't want to do that because then um, you know it's it's a waste. I'm like, if it's a waste, why are you putting it in your body? Right. Like, yeah. Why is the option here? It's either compost bin or your body, and you're like, yeah. What would otherwise go in the compost bin? I'm just going to eat that because it is a waste, and now it's a waste that's causing damage by being too much food in your system.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. So so it's like which in turn could actually be a strain on say the healthcare. Uh, yeah, there you go. You yeah, know, which is I'll a get whole all other thing. about it. Yeah. I mean, the US sort of having this um, healthcare debate right now is really interesting when you think about obesity, when you think about uh, the statistics there and what that might mean suddenly in terms of cost, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to dissuade it. It's just like, I never thought about that till we just mentioned it. It's like, you know, what do you do for that initial rush of like everybody suddenly being able to go to the doctor? You know, can you yeah. imagine? Look looked like Black yeah. Friday. But limping. And <laughs> slow. Which is probably what it still looks like. Um, okay, uh, what else was I going to ask? You? I got so much to ask you about, but don't worry. I know. How much more time you got? Tell me.
1: Um, <laughs> probably 20 minutes?
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. How do I know? Yeah. Um. I'm so glad you wanted to do, talk about stuff uh, because, like, I I really appreciate all the things that you bring up because, like, I'm very uh, the thing is um, mental health wise. Uh, I I when I was looking when I came back, I really I have ADHD. And I really looked into that for the first time, right? And I started really, my mind was super blown. Oh and, and it's too much to get into, but it's it's basically the idea that like symptoms. A lot of things that are coming from one specific place have symptoms that resemble uh, uh, things that are called other disorders. Whether it's bipolar, BPD, a lot of these actually are coping mechanisms for other. Mm. Yep, for sure. You know, trauma, yeah. whatever it is, you know. Yeah. And uh, and I realize that it's very it's it's managing things is the most is the way to get through this. Mm-hmm. So you know, exercise is a huge part of that is totally. kind of what I'm getting at. And you also bring up mindfulness a lot in the book, which yeah. and I like the way you did, you know? It wasn't, again, it was I wasn't, get a lot of pushback from that and stuff. Well, it's, unfortunately, mindfulness right now is being commodified fairly he- heavily, I would say. Sure, I mean, sure. do you think that's true? It's kind of become a buzzword.
1: Oh, yeah, for um, sure.
0: I have a feeling, uh, but 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 how and how long have you been- practicing it where uh when did it come into your life uh why do you think it's important
1: oh man well uh, it kind of depends on what what you want to include in mindfulness you know like
0: i this... mean small victories here you know yeah. so <laughs> yeah. just tell me the first time you uh sat down
1: oh, <laughs> didn't geez. do yeah. anything <laughs> And didn't do anything, right? <laughs> oh man, probably like my early 20s or even yeah. teens or something like that. Actually, I did um, a mindfulness meditation course for artists. It was offered out of a hospital. Um, it was a Jon Kabat-Zinn course, and that's actually what made me go vegetarian. and yeah, this wow. crazy profound experience with a raisin. Um, yeah, well we had to do one of the things that's really famous when you do a meditation course they make you yeah I did the raisin, raisin thing did you do it? yeah mm-hmm. so then one of our our homework things was we had to have a mindful meal and I made this glorious <sighs> lamb curry it was beautiful it had like apricots and walnuts it was so good I was so proud of it and I was like alright I'm gonna have like, this mindful meal and I took up my fork and I looked at it and I was like okay so you're supposed to like think about all the people that went into having this food and look at every whatever so I was like, yeah. like alright so this is a lamb and it was once a lamb and I was just like oh my God, it was a lamb. (laughs) And I just like had this complete breakdown of it being not the food product lamb, but an individual lamb that once had a mother and but like uh, its own little experience, whatever it was. And so, and I completely, and I was so anti-vegetarian that I was like, fuck this. I am eating that lamb and I'm not going to care about this because this is not, I don't want to be one of those loser vegetarians that they'll Mm -hmm. be picky about their food. So, So I tried to eat it and it was like a complete 180 was shut. I couldn't get it down. I tried again the next day and it was like a light had gone off and I couldn't do it. And however, for my book, I didn't want that bias to come out because as you all know, like whatever group you're in, you just keep getting fed all this stuff that reinforces that view, right? Of course. So of course I was like, you know, personally, I think plant-based is the way to go, but I'm not going to like, you know, I want to pontificate about that in my book when it might not be the best thing. So I actually hired um, PhDs at U of T to do all my research for me because I'm not a, a research person. I don't, you know, i I wanted someone who was like a professional researcher who can get the most, you know, peer-reviewed studies, the latest stuff, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And they sort of um, came up with with so much evidence for a plant-based diet that I actually switched from vegetarian to vegan based on the research that had been done for my book. But yeah. that's, yeah... But that, but about the um, the mindfulness stuff. So, when often when people say, "Okay, if I was going to pick one of your seven habits of highly healthy motherfuckers, what is the most important?" And I struggle so much with that. Mm. But I'll often say meditation, and people are like, "Fuck you! Like I hired you to get me abs, not enlightenment. Like what the hell are you talking about, meditation?" And the story I always tell about that is, um, I was doing my yoga teacher training, and My yoga instructor told a story about how he was subbing for someone else's class once. And he's someone who started every class like, you know, a lot of connecting to the breath and rolling the neck and like really slow. And Mm -hmm. there was this woman who every fitness instructor knows this woman. She's the front row center, super hardcore, like protects her space and mm-hmm. intense. And so she was getting really frustrated with the beginning of this yoga class and kind of audibly like going ah, like that. And finally <laughs> my instructor said, um, you know, is there a problem? And she was like, yeah, listen, I got to burn 500 calories a day. So can we get on with it? And then my instructor said, well, maybe if you sit still long enough, you'll figure out why you eat 500 calories too much. And I was like, oh snap. That is the deal cuz so many people are so reluctant to drop their hustle and just sit the fuck down and figure out what's triggering them, what is the reward they are seeking at the bottom of that peanut butter jar or glass of wine or whatever. And if they can figure out what is it that I actually need right now, instead of unconsciously having a second portion when they're really not hungry or whatever it is that their pattern is, um, that's the work that no one's doing, that no one is doing. Mm -hmm. And I don't give a shit what you eat. You got to figure that shit out or else you are just going to end up in this cycle of binging and purging and trying and falling off the wagon and all this stuff that I see constantly.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, that, the interesting thing about that, first of all, is I think we probably took the same type of mindfulness thing. Mine wasn't at uh, the hospital, but it was at uh, Yoga Studio Octopus Garden.
1: Oh, so, yeah. That's where I did my teacher training.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. So it was uh, Patricia Rockman and uh, this uh, cognitive behavioral guy. It okay. was a combo cognitive behavioral therapy and mindfulness. And frankly, I didn't get as much about CBT because that, yeah. that's a specific kind of thing. Yeah. And... uh And mindfulness was much more general and I understood it more, you know, and, and, but when you were talking about the perspective, uh, sort of zooming out, uh, and seeing a greater perspective, that's a lot like this guided meditation I used to listen to, uh, that was comparing you to a mountain, you know? Oh,
1: I love that. Yes. I think I know it. It's on insight timer.
0: Yeah. There's the mountain and there's, uh, another one that's a tree, like a tall tree. Yeah, and I, I forgot what the thir- the third one is the water, of course. And, and so I, I would listen to these and I think that they were really amazing. And actually I would say that the specific thing that I got so much out of, and I would love to recommend to other people, and it would actually, it, it is the body scan. Did you mm, ever do body yeah, scan? Totally. Yeah. Because that was the first time I'd ever lay down. For those who don't know what it is, it's quite simple. It's just, you're breathing through your entire body and just taking a time, the time to sort of focus while letting drift, you know, all of the feelings you're feeling um, in, in every part of your body. And I found that was a great way of managing pain, you know, yeah. be, because it would uh, the idea is that everything passes. Right. I think that that's a big part of the mindfulness. You know, I, I didn't quite view it as um, you discussed it as, which it is too, where you look at your thoughts um, without judgment,
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I really went like, wow, this is like a a really super powered toilet for my worst worst thoughts, just <laughs> flushing and everything. <laughs> you know,
1: right? But so many people are not even aware consciously of those thoughts. It's just their reality.
0: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, it's a reality, you know,
1: which sucks.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna relate this to what you were talking about earlier, which is well, what I was gonna ask you earlier which is just um you know when you have clients or people coming to you and they talk about chronic health issues or you know fibromyalgia let's say lyme disease fatigue uh depression you know um for me you know they talk about time blindness but i feel like future blindness is a very hard thing for me so people go oh you should make a four-year plan it's like Mm. that is like asking me to walk to the moon yeah Yep. Yeah. I can't do it without the help of, uh, if the earth is flat, you know what I'm saying? Then maybe I'd be able to, but, but, uh, yeah. So, so like, just how, how would you approach that first of all? And if anyone's listening who is going through that kind of thing, what would you advise them?
1: So I don't know if this is what you mean by this, but Often I'll have, actually, I just just finished leading a retreat in Mexico, and when I was reading everyone's forms, there was, I think about, ah, maybe half of them said something along the lines of, when I asked them what their biggest problem was, they said, I really struggle with ignoring short-term pleasures for long-term benefits.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. So And I read that, I was like, shit, they... They don't get it. Because the point is, remember when I started out by saying, you know, feeling good is not only the ultimate outcome, it is the process as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that people are under this misunderstanding that they need to be super like disciplined right now in order to get the good stuff later. You know, if I really, you know, diet and exercise now, then a couple months down the line, I'll start to see a little definition or whatever, Mm -hmm. like the reward is coming later. But in fact, in order for this to be able to work, it needs to feel like a reward now. Human beings are like any sort of creature in the world, any sort of living creature. We will always move away from pain and towards pleasure. So there's like a little bit we can grit our teeth and like get teeth and get through like maybe a month of self deprivation, blah, blah, blah. But in the end, like, you your discipline will run out. That's just the way it works. So it needs to feel like pleasurable now. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you, Nick, how my how I actually wired my brain to start loving exercise after being a very enthusiastic smoker, non-exerciser. Like really An enthusiastic it,
0: honestly, smoker. I like it.
1: Passionate smoker. <laughs> passionate non-exerciser. Like thought exercising was the lamest. Could not imagine like sweating on purpose. Are fucking kidding me? And did you think you name- looked
0: good? Did you? Th- were you like yeah, I looked no no. I, I look no, good. no.
1: I felt like a little chubby and stuff like that, but not Mm -hmm. enough to exercise. Give me a break. Like there was nothing Mm -hmm. that was going to get me to because I was like embarrassed too. I was super out of shape. I was the biggest one of my friends. I was the only one out of breath at the top of the stairs. And I wouldn't run because I couldn't imagine how embarrassing that would be, Mm -hmm. right? Like it was physically really awkward. So, but here's what I did. I um, had a treadmill, like some shitty third-hand treadmill got somehow installed in my house. Mm -hmm. And I made myself a deal that I could watch whatever... Mind rotting crap I wanted as long as I was on the treadmill. So I would be walking and I caught like every paternity test on Maury Povich. I did like all the fights on Jerry Springer. I watched Grease 2 at full volume. Like I watched such awesomely shitty stuff that I never would have allowed myself to indulge in before. But because because I was on the treadmill, I was allowed to. And so I started creating this awesome neural pathway of associating movement with this pleasure, with it being kind of a treat. And because I did that, then I started just playing games with myself. Like, I wonder if I could run. Like, and when I say run, I mean like this most like zombie shuffle jog sure. um, for like a whole commercial, And I would try and run for a whole commercial and then, you know, catch my breath during the next whatever. And it was just bringing to it a sense of like play of curiosity and not having it feel punitive at all. It felt like a treat. And so that's what I'm saying right now with my clients, whenever they're really struggling with it, I'm like, so what is your reward? Cause it's a trigger behavior and a reward and adults think, no, I don't need a reward. I don't need a lollipop to go to the dentist. I'm an adult. I'm just going to do my exercise and eat my vegetables because that's what I got to do. And I'm like, well, you know what? That's not going to last very long mm-hmm. because we are, we are children. We are little kids, Like we need to feel rewarded. That's the yeah. way our brains are wired and we cannot deny ourselves that. Mm-hmm. So one of the biggest problem, this is again, why I have people meditate is I'm like, if you can't figure out what makes, cause when I say what makes you feel rewarded, what makes you feel treated? What's what do people say? what do you guess
0: uh what makes you feel rewarded Treated. um
1: how do you like to treat yourself how do you like to oh reward? like like food food yeah uh, cupcakes booze yeah. like and yeah. so when i'm like that's where oral I'm pleasures
0: going? oral pleasures various oral, oral pleasures,
1: pleasures of, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. and there's only certain kinds that are socially acceptable to indulge in all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah unless so, it's two girls one cup <laughs> right which is a very specific circumstance yes yeah and they were
0: healthy i don't know if you remember they were fit
1: you know what i think i was distracted when i watched the (laughs) (laughs) The fitness
0: (laughs) oh my god i'm not helping clean up i'm sure it's like you're like healthy as fuck i wonder if i should get a little bit pg at some point and now i'm bringing up no
1: no i'm having to go in either direction with it
0: yeah, no, yeah. I, I but I like um, that you took
1: it directly to Two Girls One Todd cut. That was really that went deep <laughs> fast, man.
0: Like <laughs> I don't know if I even ever saw it. I, I can't handle it. But, but okay. Uh <laughs> reward wise, now this is exactly what you bring up is exactly what I was gonna ask, which is just how do you alter uh the food reward? Like because like, a lot of the time when I do deign to go up to the gym that I've had a membership in for ages and I'm I was doing good at and now once in a while not so much. Yeah. But uh, I'll go there. I'll go and do some, whatever, like a good elliptical, you know, like, yeah. a, like I'll take it as a victory, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, afterwards I'll be like, whew, I'm sweaty. I feel great. You know what would make me feel even better? Uh, if I shopped from Bulk Barn or yeah. get a Frappuccino. Yeah, or, You and know, I deserve
1: it because I did the workout. Exactly. Yeah. And I
0: think... I mean, what you know? What is a different reward than that? You know, like what do I you say? You know, yeah. This, I had an that, idea.
1: Do you tell me? Because it is the ultimate question.
0: An idea because it's something that I like. It's a bit more expensive, unfortunately, than just like a slice of pizza. But instead of buying a slice of pizza or or, or uh, I don't know a bisc, uh, you go. A I'm bisque. gonna get a mass. <laughs> I'm saving sixty dollars if I don't do this all week. If I don't get mm, things right mm-hmm, after this, mm-hmm. why don't I get a massage? You know, yeah. why don't I get a manicure or a pedicure or Yeah, a facial or that, you know, like, totally. like that thing that makes me really happy. I love having like hemp shampoo or some like fancier yeah, shampoo yeah, or this yeah, kind sure. of thing. You know, yeah. and I also love um you know, massage this type of thing. That sounded so gross, but it's not. Everybody should be getting that like once a week. It rules. Yeah.
1: Totally. Wow. It does rule. It does. Yeah. So here's the deal. In order for um, a reward to work in a habit loop and create a habit, it mm-hmm. has to be delivered immediately after you do the behavior. So often rewards that are delayed like that, like I'll do a once a week massage if I do this behavior all week, they don't work for um, to create the habit loop unless doing something like checking off a thing on your calendar gives you a little hit, then that might be enough. Right. Do you understand? So okay, sometimes so- people say, well, with the money that I'll save, then I'll buy this thing. Fine, but you have to like physically put your 10 bucks in a something and have that feeling of self satisfaction that you're moving towards your goals. Otherwise, your body will not, your brain won't make the association between the good behavior and the reward if it's too delayed. How
0: about this? You call them right after your thing, and you say, hello, is this John, my masseur? John, I got good Coming news. Coming to get you. <laughs> 20 minutes. 20-minute <laughs> massage.
1: Yeah, you do that every day. John's gonna be like, all right, dude, good. Can't wait. Um,
0: well, that's another reward, a 10-minute massage every day. Um, yeah. I really hope you're enjoying my talk with Una Duncan and her Fit Feels Good website and her book. I don't, I, I'm hoping you've listened halfway to the interview and gone both to her website and listened to the book. This is, of course, the part of the podcast where I say, hey, if you want to support us, there are ways. What are those ways? Let me tell you. One of them would just be to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. The second one would be uh, to become a donor on Ko-fi which you can actually do as a monthly thing much like Patreon and they don't take any fees Uh, so it's a great it's a great way to uh, support the podcast and you will get um, certain uh, perks from it I'm a bit behind but there are things up there and there will be more and you can also subscribe on, on Patreon if that's easier for you so uh, patreon.com slash nick flanagan code dash f i dot com slash nick flanagan great ways to support or go to nickflanagan.bandcamp.com grab my album white privilege another great way of supporting us anyway i'll use it i got a ko-fi donation the other day for a really generous amount and they they were really encouraging it was anonymous but they said some really great things So if that was you and you're listening, thank you. Uh, And you know, if more people want to contribute and say nice things, uh, I'm not gonna say no. Okay, back to the interview for real. But yeah, why Nicaragua? How do you like how how did you wind up choosing? Because you were doing this even when I was living there underneath. Yeah. Thing, you've been going. I I get your newsletters. See, this is the thing: is I was getting your newsletters. You were you've been in avid newsletter this is a funny way to end it too because i want to talk about newsletters okay yeah let's do it and i actually wanted to ask you about self-help and i think they're very very related newsletters and and self uh improvement type things um i was getting your newsletter when i was in la and it was constant and i Mm. was like this is wild. Una's really going for it. But I mean, I was still getting newsletters before, but at some point you were like, I'm going to be very regular. I don't care. Mm. You know, like I'm going to, whoever wants to stay with me on this newsletter bus. Yeah. Stay with me. And I'm going to tell them what I think is helpful.
1: Yeah. And And I'm like, shut up. I'm still here.
0: Was that a conscious decision? And did that pay off?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, it's sort of best practices with internet marketing is the consistency of showing up in people's news, uh, you know, email inbox with some sort of thing of value. So every mm-hmm. week i try and give some kind of value. And so that, you know, and I think that they say like the magic ratio is like, you know, at least 10 value emails to every sales email, for example. Um, and it does, I think, I mean, every time I send out an email, I get responses back saying, hey, you know, that was really helpful or whatever and stuff like that. So that's good. And I, and I gauge it all the time to see how many responses back. And sometimes the responses back are, are uh, controversial or like you push my buttons or I did get one saying, I thought I liked you. And then I saw that you have a nose ring. Oh. <laughs> uh, or you swear too much problem.
0: or whatever. Someone else's, yeah. someone's own thing. Also, I was well, like, that nose a- ring could be a mole. You know, I'm looking at it right now. I don't know <sighs> what it is. Right, like, I could have got really like,
1: offended. Thanks. It's either a cool <laughs> mole. Or, uh-huh.
0: Yes, exactly. You go, excuse me, I have a, metal, a metal-esque mole on my nose. How dare Can't he? get it removed. Yeah. I'm mad at you.
1: You just made that really bad. Yeah, um, <laughs> totally. So, and also, I mean, that's the other thing, and Nick, I'm sure you know this too, like the more you put yourself out there, the more you're going to get all sorts of responses and you yeah. just have to be okay with it. Yeah, and I, think I have a that, hard time with that. Do you? Do you get people slamming you?
0: You know, the only time I have, uh, like as a stand-up and stuff, yeah. like in the writer or whatever, very rarely, or an actor, very rarely um, as a music
1: writer. Uh-huh.
0: Yes. I mean, I re- reviewed a musician show earlier in uh, in 2019, and it basically just made me go, oh, yeah the environment right now is not worth the $75 paycheck because artists can immediately, like I, I I actually tagged the person on Twitter because I thought it was a positive review even though it was just like a footnote in a larger review. Okay. And she got so angry and she, oh. she was, you know, um, and she got, and her fans were getting angry and oh. I sort of de-escalated it by conversing with her because I actually understand... <laughs> the creative or the maker of something, why they would be so sensitive. Because, you know, we as reactors will never be in the the shoe of the person who makes totally. it
2: something. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know,
0: even if we do that too, it's like we are not that person's brain, yeah. you know? So I'm willing to dialogue with that person. But if it's their <laughs> fans and stuff, like, I mm. just think it's like, get over your, like, do not deify anybody. You know yeah. except for Yahweh. <laughs> Others of that ilk. Yes, if you so yes. choose. But uh yeah, um see now the ADD's kicked in and I'm like, What am I right? talking about? Um oh yeah, I was I was just saying like that's the so the hate is something oh. that can be hard, you know? But yeah, uh,
1: it can be hard, but it's also, yeah. you know, it's a great opportunity to have discussions with your audience. And sometimes, you know, I've put stuff out there to be like, mm. Hey, I just got you know, even when I was a playwright, I got a hate letter when I was a playwright. And mm-hmm. then I wrote an article about this, you know, hate mail that I got from a playwright and what our duties are to, res- to whatever, yeah. to respond or to represent people in certain ways. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I think that, you know, it's just, it opens up interesting conversation. You lose people, but then the people that stay with you are even more yeah. interested in you because you've, and you've and been if the, authentic. If If
0: the critique is something like about representation or how you made a character i mean that's or or or, you know presented an idea or made someone feel small or something you i definitely am into that dialogue it's just you know uh twitter basically like anything brief and anything that can be flippant you know and yeah and uh um i think that that's that's the issue right now Like one
1: thing I mm -hmm. one thing I do that's controversial is I I will sometimes post before and after pictures, which are hugely controversial. And you know, I talk about my book. I used to be a fat activist, so Mm -hmm. someone who is you know um, that is trying to raise awareness about you know body image issues and trying to destroy body shaming and destroy anti-fat attitudes in society and whatever. And so, having before and after pictures are literally like the devil when you're trying to. But on the other hand. They are one of the things that gets the most attention. When you're scrolling through, you've got like a millisecond of someone's attention. And when they see the physical representation of the transformation that they do actually want. And then what I try and do is I try to also tell the story behind that. So for example, I've got before and afters where the after is bigger but then I talk oh. about, guess what? The story here is that this person was has had a million miscarriages and they were trying to get pregnant. And then this is her finally getting pregnant. That's her post-pregnancy body. So this is a wonderful before and after. She achieved exactly what she wanted and it's great. Yeah. So, and there's other examples or there's, you know, afters where the woman's way skinnier, but she was actually really unhealthy. And then we're trying to have her build muscle. So you know, I think it is really important to understand the human behind the human and the story and the struggle behind whatever that image is, and to not present the after image as a static. Like, well, that job's done because it really right. doesn't work like that. Now
0: yeah. I've got the body down pat. It yeah. is time to that's get right. out of bankruptcy. bankruptcy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm
0: heavy again from the bankruptcy anxiety. Now I got to go back to. Yeah. That. yeah. But um, that's a personal problem. Um, I yeah so I mean you know I could go on for for days about this it's but it's really just I like what you're doing because it's both simple but it's nuanced so Mm. when I say it's nuanced it's just that you say look my before and after here's my justification for why I'm doing before and after pictures and to sort of uh concretely condemn something that is a tool like that is a tool you know
1: they're just images
0: you know Right. Is, I think, and if it
1: triggers you, that actually kind of says more about you. Yeah. Which and is your journey. Fine. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. But watch but your it... own reaction rather than condemn the the image itself.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. when I am on the train, and I've talked about this repeatedly on the podcast, and I hear someone is on a speakerphone or they're listening to the earbuds and the tin is coming out, you know, right. the tinny sounds are coming yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. I used to just stew. But okay. now I get up and i go to a different area uh-huh. of the train or whatever yeah cuz yeah. it's not worth it you know it's 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 not worth sitting in the pain but it's <sighs> also not really worth going up to that person most of the time and being like hey yo you know like so you know it's cuz i know it's my problem do i wish mm-hmm. more people were aware that there were a lot of people with this problem yes yeah, but yeah. we're not there yet
1: so yeah for sure for sure. oh,
0: I mean, do you have any last things you want to say? Because I don't want to keep you any longer. I mean, it's been almost an hour now. You know, do you have any, like, what are some of the newest realizations, things you've learned, that, you know, uh, guess, aha moments?
1: I guess one thing that I, you know, if I could shout this from a mountaintop that I would say that, mm. you know, to all the lovely people that are not feeling great about their current state of fitness or their body, and then they look at themselves in the mirror and they'll say something like, okay, that's it. This is unacceptable. You need to like, it's salads all next week. You're going to go on a cleanse. You're going to try that new thing that everyone's doing. And they get like really, they think that if they shame themselves, then they will have good behavior or that they play boot camp sergeant with themselves then they'll have good behavior. But in fact, it won't work. It will have the opposite effect. You have to, no matter what the situation is right now, you have to start trying to find ways to love and accept and appreciate your body right now. And for a lot of people, they're like, dude, I just can't, like, I can't, I'm not there. I can't look in the mirror and think, wow, looking, looking good. I just, I can't feel it yet. And so in which case I'll say then like, start with baby steps. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. trying to do full pull-ups when you've never, you know, carried your own groceries. If you don't have those neural pathways built, then it's going to be really hard. So just start with something simple, like I accept this body or I appreciate Mm -hmm. this body. And then you can start to build up to, you know what, this lipstick looks nice on me. You're having a great hair day. So practice see, looking in the mirror and loving what is now. And that will not prevent you from doing awesome stuff like getting in shape and whatever. In fact, it will help you. Mm-hmm. Okay, Because no one has ever hated themselves into a body that they love. That is impossible. Because all you're practicing is hating your body. Right. So even if you manage to diet yourself down into whatever you think you're going to whatever, you've only ever practiced hating your body. You're going to look in the mirror and you're going to find something else to hate. And also, you're really unlikely to be able to get yourself down to whatever weight you think you want. So they've done all these studies where, you know, it was at one done at McGill. They told these people to eat all these this candy, and then they gave them math problems. The math problems were just a distraction. But on half of the peoples, they gave them uh, words of affirmation to say, don't worry about the candy. It was no big deal. It's Mm -hmm. totally fine. You ate it. And then while they're doing the math problems, they had donuts on the table and guess which group ate twice as many donuts. The ones who didn't get those affirmations of it's okay that you ate the candy. Right. Yeah. So if you're sitting there hating yourselves and beating yourself up and saying you're fucking bullshit, you've let yourself slip, blah, blah, blah. You're actually paving a path, paving a path. That's going to make you do more of that. You're going to feel worse. You're going to self-medicate with more food and booze and blah, blah, blah. So you have to look at yourself and here's the script. It's, even though i'm not yet in the physical condition that i'd love to be in i still absolutely love and accept myself now i think i'm amazing and i am so excited to go ahead and kick some ass and get in wicked shape yeah that's the mindset you need
0: yeah and it's all it, it yeah. self forgiveness and self and on, but honesty at the same time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not being like looking and saying, seeing that you've gained twenty pounds and trying to convince yourself otherwise. Mm-hmm. You're saying, looking in the mirror, you're like, there I am. I gave tw- I've gained twenty pounds, even though I would prefer to be twenty pounds lighter. I still completely love myself, mm-hmm. and I'm ready to kick some serious ass and lose the twenty pounds and be just as fucking awesome as I know I can be.
0: Okay, the last question. Yeah. Nineties. 90s- <laughs> it's not a long question what did you think what would have been your like let's say you made a mixtape in 1994 Uh, right oh (laughs) okay we're about the same age yeah yeah so what's on this 90s mixtape you don't have to give me all it's not a it's not one of these 120 minute 180 minute super tapes those are my favorite Yeah, yeah let's say this is like let's say it's a 30 minute tape so you just got like eight songs or something you don't have to give me all eight songs but like who's on it
1: if i made a mixtape in 1994 it would probably have all the top hits of like 1987 because i'm so fucking uncool and i get things (laughs) like way later than everyone else and then it would also have like some weird musical theater in there that no one's ever okay
0: so so you've got starlight express theme yeah uh highway to the danger zone
1: yes which
0: you bring up in the book i
1: yeah <laughs> I love that you're um <laughs>
0: what's it called uh 88 lines about 44 women do you know that song wow. no yeah check that one out. that sounds it's, great it's like a novelty hit and blister blistering why am uh, i saying your playlist um look you know you're the best thanks, i hope I, I really enjoyed uh this talk and um I really thought your book help is uh, was helpful for me uh, going into the, this summer. Just just a lot of things to to keep in mind uh, in terms of health and uh, awesome. I'm and
1: so health. happy to hear that you didn't think it was too girly.
0: No, and no. also I think the bottom line with this kind of thing, it's with ADD books too. The best thing you can do is if something says it's geared for women, but it's about a universal issue, you should yeah probably read it no matter what your gender is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, don't get the same wording. They don't get men and women. You know, they're often a lot of not even wording, but issues, thought uh-huh. patterns. It's not acknowledged that men have them a lot yeah, of the that's time. True. But that's true. There's a lot more universal. Uh, a lot of it's very universal. You know, so
1: yeah. So cool. I didn't
0: think it was too girly at all.
1: Awesome, you know. thanks, man. Plus, that's I think cool. girls are cool. I think so too.
0: Girl power.
1: Yeah, man, that's awesome
0: um well enjoy the rest of
1: nicaragua
0: <laughs> thank you thank
1: you healthy as
0: fuck is the book is it on uh let me just take a look right here
1: yeah i mean it's all over it's on amazon it's in indigo blah blah blah. the audible is pretty damn fine if i do say so myself i got to do my own audible which was like oh dream, you, you
0: did true. your own you're I'd, lo- I'd love to hear that
1: yeah thanks i loved
0: loved it so, so you can it on audible you can get it on uh is it on a kindle if someone Oh yeah yeah kindle it's by Sourcebooks. Is this the...
1: In the U.S. it's Sourcebooks. In Canada it's Penguin. And In okay. the U.K., Australia, and New Zealand it's with Scribe.
0: Sure. <laughs> well, and if you're listening from anywhere in the world, you can just go to uh, fitfeelsgood.com and That's right. uh, get all the info. Yeah. And sign up for Una's newsletter and uh, there's a spider on my wall. I'm watching you cough. Lots is going on. Um, well... I just you're not sick though. I just want to make it
1: clear. No. <laughs> imagine that was it, Nick. Imagine you caught the beginning of the Nicaragua spread of imagine
0: somehow we were transmitting it to each other via yeah. Wi-Fi waves.
1: Right. Or and over the airways to everyone listening. It just ended. Oh
0: my God, that is the best ad for my podcast I've ever heard. <laughs> Listen to Nick Flanagan Weekly. We give you illness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay you're the best um, All right, thank
1: you so much nick i really appreciate the invite no chat. problem
0: i'm really looking forward i'm actually going to put this out like asap so. awesome cool thank you so much okay well all right thanks bye bye and that's una duncan that's my talk with una duncan it was great i loved it um she's very posy, very smart very driven and uh you know, she, she's willing to acknowledge when uh, basement floods from rainfalls, and that's an important, an important thing in a you know basement renter I don't know how to talk a bit off today but that's fine, please love and read Healthy as Fuck, available everywhere and go to fitfeelsgood.com for more information to sign up to Una's newsletter and let's get healthy together. What's your healthy regimen? Write me. Tell me weekly podcast at gmail.com. Tell me them there what you think. And we'll we'll get we'll get into it. Okay. Bye. Oh, man. Nick. Oh, God. Flanagan oh, God. weekly. Oh
2: man.
0: Nick. Flanagan
2: weekly.